Hello and welcome to today's episode regarding why your child shouldn't be getting as much screen time as you're allowing them to have by handing them iPads, tablets, or even turning on the television when you want some alone time. I'm Michelle Pineda and I'm here to communicate the risks of technology that have come up in the lives of many millennials and post-millennials since the beginning of portraying technology as toys, to knowledge, to power, and so forth. Today, I hope to convey that technology needs to be respected rather than abused, because with time, your kids may encounter the consequences of taking advantage of technology's accessibility and power to entertain. I would like to preface that this podcast is inspired by my personal experience with the negative effects of misuse technology, supported by a study that proves that the disruptions I have encountered are valid and common amongst other students my age. Therefore, it will be easy to want to dismiss my credibility, hence not want to consider me an expert in what I'm about to share, but I want to bring your attention to the substantive perspective of my expertise. You see, my knowledge on this podcast is from my journey as a 10-year technology user who has seen both the good and bad of the impacts of technology. And so I don't want to portray technology as a monster by all means. And I have learned how to maximize the effects through experimenting with social media cleanses and mentally separating myself from what I see through my screen and what I believe alone without the influence I get from technology. So with this said, my lack of credentials don't deprive me from my experiences with technology, and I believe that the control I have gained over my relationship with technology is an accomplishment that truly entitles me to be here talking about this today. So why am I here talking to you, the parents of Generation Z? You know, your kids are part of, you know, this generation of babies who were born in the post-millennial era, which ranges from the years 1997 to present year. And as a college student myself and an early post-millennial, I'm aware that my upbringing and introduction to, techn- to technology was so much different than today's prevalent times with technology. So new babies are being born into this world where everyone is connected through gadgets, and at this point, it's inevitable. So this is why I start off with the assumption that children are being encouraged to use technology at such a young age. But to be sure, I went ahead and did some research to confirm my assumptions, you know, which, yes, I found evidence that, you know, children are being exposed to a lot of screen time. And this is why I think it's so important to be sharing this with you guys. According to the editor-in-chief, Natalie Rigoli, from this amazing website I found called Connect Us, she shares reportings from PBS that show that kids today are getting a lot of screen time. To be more specific, children under the age of 8 use technology for an average of 2 hours and 19 minutes a day. This is a consistent figure that has actually occurred over the past decade. Even more, kids between the ages 5 through 8 spend almost 3 hours each day with screen-based technologies. And 98% of children live in a home who owns at least one mobile device. So of course, I mean, it makes sense that kids are getting hold of these techie gadgets and why they're being so consumed by them. 
I want to present this one fact, this one fact that really stood out to me, and that is that 4% of children in 2011 spent the majority of their screen time in front of a mobile, mobile device. And by 2017, this figure rose to 35%. Okay, let's think about that. 4% to 35% over the course of, what, six years? And I want to believe that this percentage increase is largely responsible for the depiction of media. And shortly, uh, very soon, I'm going to unpack what this means, but I just wanted to present these facts to create the foundation and the reasons why I want to attack this topic of, you know, the screen time that kids are being exposed to. Because as you will see throughout the episode, it comes with its consequences. Yes, there are pros to letting kids have access to technology. Some being, you know, that technology provides a source of educational entertainment for children. It's amazing that there are applications, apps that kids can download onto their iPads or their parents' iPhones. And it's really neat that they can self-navigate themselves to these apps and learn about the alphabet or about interesting facts that pertain to like certain topics that kids, you know, learn at a very early age, such as oceanography or um, different plants. There are so many apps out there that are catered to children. And it's amazing that kids can self-teach themselves these things with the use of technology. Also, kids have access to more information. I mean, I know that I definitely take advantage of that. You know, I love that I have access to Google. Everything is a Google search away. So I can only imagine the kind of power that kids must have, you know, being able to figure anything out that they want through a simple search on Safari or Chrome. Um, also, research shows that when kids use technology, it improves their hand-eye coordination, which is interesting. I never knew that. Um, also, language skills improve when using technology. I don't know how that one works, but it's something that came up in my research, which I found really interesting. Um, the one thing that comes to mind is that one app called Duolingo. I imagine that kids will download that and learn other languages, perhaps. Um, Let's see what else. So apparently if kids use technology, it allows them to create faster, better decision-making skills, which is really interesting. Yes, technology. it makes sense though, because technology is so fast-paced, it gives you answers almost immediately. And so I think that kids' brains work at the pace of technology, which is an interesting correlation. I would love to do more research on that. And um, the last pro that I that I thought was worth mentioning is that technology helps children learn other skills or develop natural skills. What this one, what I interpret this one to mean is that, you know, when kids are given technology, they get to exercise the skill of discovering things on their own. You know, I want to give an example of my little cousin. She um, at a very young age, she discovered how to get into people's phones without owners knowing that she was getting into their phones. For example, my aunt had like that thumbprint, uh, the thumbprint passcode uh, 
feature turned on on her iPhone and my cousin managed to get my aunt to press her thumb on the iPhone and it unlocked it and my little cousin navigated herself to the um to the passcode settings and she added her thumbprint so that in the future whenever she wanted to access my aunt's phone her thumbprint was also registered onto the phone and just little things like that the fact that no one had to teach her how to add her thumbprint onto the phone is just so crazy you know she took that that autonomy and it just shows that yeah kids get very creative when it comes to technology this is not to say that there are major cons to kids having access to technology um, I want to share a list of some of the cons that I came across and again this reiterates why it's so important to be talking about this. So um, the first thing that I want to share is that technology creates new safety risks for children. Um, There's a survey that was released where they had a sample of of 825 children between the ages of 17 through 16 in 2013, along with over... 1,100 parents. And the results found numerous safety risks for children when using technology. I mean, 20, 29% of parents allow their children to use the internet without any supervision or restrictions. And this is like the number one thing I'm like, no, no, no. It's what's going to lead them to, it's what's going to lead children to face the consequences I'll touch on later. Like how, no, you have to add boundaries when it comes to technology. Um, also 25% of kids online pretended to be older to get an account on a gaming site or social media or some other forum. And one in 12 kids admitted to an exchange. Okay. This one's crazy. One in 12 kids admitted to an exchange of sexually related content with other people with one in 25 saying that they sent an explicit photo of themselves. Now that is a risk right there. And kids aren't educated about the big no-nos on technology if you just oh my gosh okay I'm sorry for this one it, it just blows my mind that kids are not being supervised because this is the kind of stuff that results from that the kids yes wonderful that they get to make their own discoveries but when they explore that realm of, you know, online online exchanges of sexual photos, that is just so dangerous. Um, because we have seen, you know, really tragic results result from that. I want to quickly refer to the Amanda Todd case. You know, she unfortunately you know, gave up her life when she did, you know, send explicit photos of herself and it just turned into this unfortunate, you know, circle of bullying and blackmail. And it eventually, it just cost her so much mental and emotional distress that she did have to take her life away. But again, it's kids need to be educated and they need to have restrictions when it comes to technology. Um, 
And this one, this one's for you, parents. You know, about one in five parents allow children as young as three years old to be online, sometimes without any supervision over the content they are seeing. Again, you know, this is, I think, the biggest thing that parents need to work on is learning how to have boundaries when it comes to technology. Yes, I know, parents, that you want your free time, your alone time to be productive, but you can't just hand your phone or your iPad to your kid and expect them to self-entertain themselves with it because they do get creative, they are smart, and they will find their way to danger if they aren't taught how to use it properly. Another, another consequence that comes from excessive exposure of technology to kids is that... Children who have more screen time have fewer personal interactions with others. And this means that it makes them less likely to be empathetic to the needs of other people. They're going to find so much more difficulty, you know, forming friendships. They're going to have fewer social skills that don't involve computers, tablets, or consoles. And I want to use myself as an example for this consequence. You know, I want to emphasize that as a comms major here at Cal Poly, I I had to meet many people to get to where I am today, and this includes counselors, mentors, professors, deans, scholarship donors, because I had to represent my value as a student through conversation. And before, before I had a lot of success with all of my interactions with these important people, I went through a period of being attached to my phone and being so comfortable with the privacy that I had between myself and the screen in front of me. But let me tell you, I think I had so much success and so much power in being able to represent myself represent myself to these important individuals who have supported me to get to where I am today as a college student at Cal Poly because I challenged myself to put my foot down and every ever so often every so often practice human interaction because we have to remember that we do live in a society where eventually we're all going to have to work in workspaces where teamwork and human interaction is so crucial and important it's going to really help your success in a lot of situations i must say that i am so happy and this again i want to relate this to my expertise in this in this area of technology that I am so happy I was able to gain control over how technology influences me. I'm able to put it aside and remind myself that I am also human. I am not just a technology user, which again, it's so easy to forget because we live in such a prevalent time with technology. You know, by conditioning your children to view technology as toys you are leading your children to be under the impression that they can entertain themselves with all of the platforms that now exist such as instagram snapchat youtube video games and yes it's addicting to sit in front of a screen that entertains you with you simply not having to do anything you just sit there but kids who are young are not being taught the proper structure with time management when using technology. 
Time management is one of the negative effects I have certainly struggled with as a techie. In times of frustration when I don't believe that I'm capable of doing assigned work or when I'm hit with the overwhelming sense of having to get so much work done, I have conditioned myself to go straight to all of my social media platforms, which I have access to on my my mini iPad, my phone, the next tab on my laptop. Like not just, I mean, I have options, right? Like I've mastered this. And unfortunately, like I'll admit that I'd rather stay entertained on these platforms than manage my time responsibly with my homework you know, when I'm struggling, I just, ah, like, I don't even want to think about it. So because technology can lead me to those platforms super quickly, the platforms that just allow me to sit there in front of my screen and let time pass with what I'm watching, like, that is just so unhealthy. And it, it has affected me and my grades for sure. And I'm slowly continuing to gain the self-control when it comes to deciding how I manage my time. But I do want to emphasize that if you don't start adding boundaries again, I'm going to keep reiterating this, that if you don't teach your kids how to have self-control, they will be affected academically, especially. Regoli gives us such an amazing comparison between children and technology and adults in casinos. And it goes a little like this. So when children are playing video games using computers or running an app like on a mobile device, this is so similar to what adults experience in casinos. Because think about it. The environment in a casino does not include an element of time, right? So by reducing access to time, people become hyper-focused on the activities which are in front of them. You know, they're enjoyable activities that make time occur so much faster, and it encourages more extended interactions. Likewise, um, you know, when children are in front of a laptop, they just love that time goes by. There's like, there's no concept of time. And so... I wanted to just leave this food for thought because now I'm going to go ahead and share a study that I guess reinforces this idea. Um, And it's going to back up my, my expertise in this realm of technology. Have you stopped to wonder why we're so attracted to technology? Well, I want to introduce the myth of infinite benefit, which essentially promotes the idea that um, that with technology, it'll lead to more public good. And so to make this more relatable, I want to talk about all the tech companies who are in competition. You know, they're in competition for a reason. Companies such as Apple, Apple, Apple Microsoft, Intel, Google, and Facebook, they're all trying to sell us this idea that with their technology, our lives will become better and easier. And so you might be asking, what does this look like? So I simply did like a search on Apple products specifically and why they are better than other tech brands. And I want to share some results that came up from um, results in regards to the response that Apple users had to share about why they think that Apple is so successful and why they choose Apple over any other tech brand. So the first question that came up in my search was, 
why do people buy Apple products? And the person who responded to this question said, it's because they make the consumer feel like they are a better person for having the product. The story that they convey through throughout their marketing is a powerful one. So when you buy an Apple product, you're sharing and representing those same ideals that this very brand stands for. The next question that was answered was, what is Apple's competitive advantage? And the response to this was, a key competitive advantage for the company is its ability to develop innovative products that share the same operating system, software, and application. This minimizes the risk, timescale, and cost of product development, enabling the company to introduce a stream of new products and stay ahead of competitors. And the third question that stood out to me was, why is marketing Apple marketing so successful? And the response to this was, Apple goes way beyond the computer brand label. They create products for their target market, loyal customers that believe make these products life better, easier, and more fun and more cool. Design and utility are just two of the reasons behind Apple's success and certainly give it a competitive advantage. Apple applies the myth of infinite benefit through the portrayal of their products in their commercials. It stood out to me from one of the Apple users' responses that he stated that the story that Apple conveys throughout their marketing is a powerful one. So I went ahead and looked up the best Apple commercials. I came across one of a kid being on his phone during the holidays as his family played in the snow, opened up presents, and decorated the Christmas tree. And then to finish the commercial, the kid walks up to the television in the living room that his family was gathered in, and he plays a video that he put together on his iPhone, which captured all of the moments his family was experiencing while he was supposedly distracted by his phone. So this shows us two things. Um, it shows the portrayal of technology as they can take away a person from being in the moment with his loved ones, but even greater, it depicts that iPhones are navigable and easy enough to create memories that can be shared with the rest of the family. If your kid was to see this commercial, your child would be able to relate to the boy because of age. Hence, they will most likely intake the idea that they're old enough to have a phone for purposes that will benefit the family. So this is only one example, but I found this to clearly depict how this commercial marketing Apple serves to display the myth of infinite benefits, technology as a toy, and it shows that the simplistic and navigable brand that Apple heavily depends on, depends on is what consumers like to see. Okay, so given the likelihood, likelihood that your kids are on the path to engaging in social networks in their early teen years with the technology access that they are already exposed to, I found a study called College Students' Perceptions of Positive and Negative Effects of Social Networking, and I found this study to be an authentic and realistic representation of how technology has more so negatively engaged college students. And the aim of the study was to examine college students' perceptions of social networking in the United States. So they state that a secondary purpose of this study was to determine whether there was like a difference in gender and age. Um, additionally, the conductors of the study understand that social media sites continue to grow in popularity um, because technology is such a vital part in today's student success equation. So without further ado, let's go ahead and break down this um, 
the, the method and results of the study. Alrighty, so to give some background on the 128 students who were surveyed online, 35% of the participants were undergraduates and 65% were graduate students studying at Johnson & Wales University. 31% of the participants shared that they had full-time jobs while 30% had part-time jobs and 39% didn't have jobs. So the results of the questionnaire indicated that 45% of the sample admitted to having spent 68 hours per day checking social media sites, while 23% spent more than eight hours, 20% spent two to four hours, and 12% spent less than two hours on such platforms. According to the data they collected from this anonymous questionnaire, most college students would prefer to use social media and therefore they spend vast hours checking social media sites. And hello, this reiterates my my issue as a student, right? That in times of distress and frustration with myself for not understanding a certain concept that comes up in my homework, I immediately turn to social media. Um, so let's see. There, they did share that Facebook was a very popular website for college students to visit. They would even use it during classes because they would get bored. Many um, percent of the students spent their time on entertainment, and 80% admitted that they posted or responded while completing homework. So again, there's 80% admitted there's like some social media is a distraction essentially, and. Okay, they went ahead and also emphasized the fact that it definitely affected their efficiencies and their grades, like me. Um, so considering the data that was collected, there was a negative attitude towards social media when college students used them. For instance, imagine one student spent over six hours checking social media and responded to um, their social media while completing their homework. This means that they would be likely to increase their distraction and it's detri detrimental to their performance as students. And let's see. So there's the study resulted with no significant gender differences emerging in students' perceptions, although there was the exception of females viewing social networking in a more positive, in a more positive light. So in conclusion, the research reveals that college students were likely to be affected by social media. Okay, so that I want to assure you that what I, again, what I experienced with social media is, has proven to be likely amongst other college students. Um, because, yeah, I mean, if it's, an, if it's not, if it isn't already obvious, social media is very attractive it not only provides college students with another world to make friends, but it also provides a good way to release pressure. It's just, that's just the fact. And to some degree, it absolutely affects the lives of college students, including our grades, because it, it becomes an, an, a distraction. This is not to say that social media isn't helpful. Like, it, social media is so powerful in terms of communication, information gathering. And it could potentially have a positive influence on someone's academic work. But again, the people who are my age, you know, us post-millennials, early post-millennials, we weren't 
taught how to have boundaries. So we've had to learn the hard way. Also, what I learned about this research is that it's indicating that an approach is needed to better balance the relationship between social media and academic study. Again, I want to, I, I said this earlier, I don't want to depict technology as a monster, but it does lead us to, to distractions. And in the long run, it's so crazy that something so intangible can affect our academic progress, which is important if we want to succeed in life. Um, so therefore, college students should really think more about having to balance this equation of social media and academics. And um, I would love to create a, an episode catered to college students at one point. But um, yeah, this study was so fascinating. It was, it, it was really reassuring that I'm not the only one who struggles with technology as a college student. Alrighty, so we are so close to wrapping up this episode, but I want this study to reiterate that giving your kids technology as toys has its effects. You know, one day you'll be handing your phone or iPad to your child to keep them distracted, to give yourself some peace and quiet and productive time, but you're also setting your child up for some hurtful habits. As I have let technology give me a reason to procrastinate and let valuable time pass by sitting in front of a screen. I have been challenged to also make connections with my surroundings and your child could potentially end up following, you know, my generation's footsteps. So I just, I really hope that this informative podcast has taught you how technology is portrayed in society and how powerful it is in, you know, why we decide to, in the first place, decide to buy these tech products, but then also how it has so much potential to lead us to some unconscious behaviors. So I hope that I was able to spark some type of encouragement for you to be able to minimize your child's screen time because you right now have the power to prevent your children from being affected by the influences that come with immoderate technology use. So with this said, thank you for hearing until the end. It has been my absolute pleasure sharing my experience along with the other factors that contribute to the negative effects of technology to be able to create such a realistic narrative today about technology usage. I hope you look, you took something away from today and I'll chat with you until the next time. Thank you. Thank you.